Good morning everybody, it is the 13th of May, Thursday 13th of May, and after a 474 point fall on Wall Street yesterday, we have woken up to Wall Street down 687. At one point it was down 714, and once again the technology sector, or the NASDAQ, has taken it on the nose, down 2.67%, Dow Jones was down 1.9%, S&P 2.14%, so it's really across the board, but technology definitely in the firing line. Microsoft, Amazon, Google, Apple, all down 25 to 3% overnight. And the other sentiment-driven investments, if you can call them that, Bitcoin down 7% overnight, and that's now 25% off the top in the last couple of weeks or so. And in our market, we have been down 45 on the open. We're only down 20 now, looking okay. BHP and Rio are up. Some of the banks are up. CSL's up 1.6%. Westpac and NAB are both down over 2%. Having gone ex dividend today, and they've dropped about by their dividends, so nothing too onerous there. The main damage today being done in APT down another 5.7%, and zero down 5.4%, was down 10% at one point. On the back of a set of full year results, which have seen operating revenue up 18%, profit up 493%, EBITDA up 39%, and the number of subscribers up. 20%. Essentially, if you stood back without knowing what people were expecting, they are a fabulous set of results. But they are slightly below some expectations. They've made 848.8 million New Zealand dollars in the full year, but some expectations were for 853.3 million, which is a tiny bit above what they've made. So I don't see those results as being particularly bad. We'll see what the brokers make of it tomorrow, but I imagine they are going to be telling us to buy it on weakness. One recommendation already out this morning is Morgan Stanley with an overweight recommendation and target price of $140, which is 15 percent above the current share price of ten dollars fifty we will be we sold zero yesterday can you believe it and we'll be no doubt looking to buy it for the longer term once this sentiment wobble is over other news today's iron ore went through 230 dollars a ton Orica is down 1.2% on the back of its first half results. Grain Corp is up 7%, 7.8% after first half results and an upgrade to full year guidance. And Treasury Wine Estates is up 3% on the back of quite positive earnings guidance. The chart on TWE has been trending down when the rest of the market's been recovering and it certainly doesn't say buy at the moment. And the other little story just before we move on, having mentioned Bitcoin earlier, Tesla is suspending vehicle purchases using Bitcoin. On environmental grounds, they are concerned about the increasing use use of fossil fuels for Bitcoin mining. There you go. Right, the main point today is to do with this 4% sell-off in the S&P 500 in the last few days. Since the record highs on Monday, our market's also taking a bit of a turn for the worse, down 2.5% or so. It's not exactly a precipitous sell-off, but it is a sell-off nonetheless. In order to try and quantify that, I've got a little bit of educational stuff in the strategy piece today. A warning about stock market education, but also the S&P 500 log chart over the last 70 years. Can you believe it? I've called this section lines on a chart. And you're supposed to use log charts if you're looking at any stock chart over a long period of time. And I've drawn a regression line through the log chart of the S&P 
500 over the last 70 years. Don't take this too seriously. It's just lines on the chart. But the idea is to get to the main point, which is that whatever line you draw on the chart, there's no doubt, even if you use a 70-year trend line, there is no doubt that the S&P 500 is top of the trading range at the moment rather than the bottom of the trading range. So sentiment is high. And after a 4% fall in three days, there's no doubt the momentum party looks like it's peaked. There's nothing fundamentally different. There was a not very good CPI number in the US last night, but there's no new vaccine strain breaking out, no new tightening of interest rates, no terrible inflation number. There is just an inflation-inspired rise in the 10-year bond yield again, which is taking the top off technology stocks. Now, this inflation story could hang around a little bit. So we have done some profit taking. If you looked at the portfolio changes in the newsletter yesterday, fortuitously, timing-wise, we sold APT, Zero, Technology One, and Zipco, and this morning, NetWealth, all of which are at the pointy end of the market on valuations and are vulnerable to a sentiment sell-off. We will happily buy stocks like Zero and APT when we see them bottom, but just for the moment, we felt it appropriate to move to what we rather jokingly call DEFCON 4. DEFCON 5 is fully invested bull market. We've been on that ever since November. And now we're DEFCON 4, you might say. That's 10% cashed up, on the alert for something more precipitous. And with our sales yesterday at the pointy end in the technology stocks, we have got 10% cash now in the MT growth portfolio. No biggie. This peaking out is normal stuff. As I say, there's nothing fundamentally wrong. It's not looking precipitous. It could reverse tomorrow, but there's no doubt there's a bit of peaking going on. If we were to wake up to a 5% fall on Wall Street tomorrow, we'd be a lot less surprised than we would have been last week. We'll happily get back in when the bottom appears, but for the moment, there's a bit of downside momentum, and we're just going to play this sentiment timing game. I listened to a fund manager on Livewire, was it, this morning, who was talking, he talked fabulously about how you can make money in out of momentum, but only generally on a short-term basis. And he talked about buying long-term winners, usual sort of fund manager stuff, buying long-term winners based on quality and sustainability. But you can make money out of momentum on a short-term basis, but eventually, which looks like it's happening now, you hit peak momentum, peak sentiment, peak valuation, and the bubble, everything comes to an end. And when it does, all the high risk, high beta, micro cap, small cap concept and loss making stocks, which have been floated on a bull market and been given the benefit of the doubt, top out. And that's what we think we're seeing now, a bit of a topping out in sentiment. So we've cashed up a little bit. You can read all about that in the strategy piece today and in the portfolio changes section yesterday. Now, a couple of other quick things. Whilst I was reading Livewire, Nick Griffin at Munro Partners is one of the fund managers you should follow. Go to their website, sign up to their emails. It's a growth fund manager. And he's talking on Livewire about one of the biggest changes in the world that is on its way. He talks about the last 20 years, his funds management career being built on investing in the digitalization of the world. But the next one coming along is climate change. And I know that'll turn a lot of you cold. Oh, really? No one makes money out of climate change. But on the basis that you follow the money, you follow the spending, he's talking about 
$50 trillion worth, US dollars, $50 trillion worth of money being spent on climate sensitive initiatives over the next couple of decades. And so far out of climate change, one company that's obvious has emerged, Tesla. But that, he thinks, is the tip of the iceberg. And interestingly, says that some of the companies that will benefit the most are the companies that do quite mundane things like air conditioning, heating and cooling, insulation. He says when BHP decides to put their money where their mouth is and every one of their buildings, to be corporately responsible, every one of their buildings has to have a zero carbon footprint, then it's these smaller, simple companies that will seal the business from heating and cooling and insulating pipes and air conditioning. Unfortunately, he says most of the companies in those spaces have a market cap under 50 million, but he talks about a few international companies as well, turbine manufacturers, renewable utilities, electric semiconductors, battery makers, that sort of stuff anyway. Interesting. Another fund manager whilst I'm there talks about his long-term winners. I've put charts of those in the strategy piece today. And another one talks about one of the best ways to take advantage of electrification and decarbonisation is through an exposure to copper, which he, he talks about an enormous electrification opportunity. And there are only four copper exposed producers outside of BHP and Rio in the Australian market and he names those and you'll see charts of those against the copper price in the strategy piece today. Right that's about it for a what looked like a terrible day first thing this morning before the market opened we are turning out okay. Futures were down 28 and the market is down 29 so not too much damage today as I say. Some of the banks are up Uh, we are also held back by Westpac and NAB we might be almost unchanged without those two and BHP and Rio up. So we are surviving just some of these technology, few healthcare companies taking it in the neck today as some of the risk comes out of the market. Market goes a bit risk off. As I leave you, Dow futures up 104. This all might turn out to be a storm in a teacup. And rather than precipitous, it all feels a bit quiet and boring today. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you soon. <laughs> 